0: Thursday edition of the Bill Michaels Show. I'm Bill Michaels. We are glad you're with us. Ben Kenny, producing the program. Based out of Madison, WOZN, our uh, flagship station out there. Fine Midwest family group. And uh, we're glad you're here today. Today, uh, today we take a look around the divisional matchups. Uh, big win last night for the Bucks. Giannis went to nuts and had a terrific game. And they pulled away and knocked off Yamarant ja Morant and company uh and uh, obviously there's trouble out in LA and Mike McCarthy's in trouble and getting crazy down in Dallas and but you know that that's all great in the satellite universe we don't have any real baseball to talk about for the fact that right now the players are locked out we're not even counting down to pitchers and catchers reporting Uh, I get friends of mine every day that say hey what do you think they're calling me. They want to know if I want to buy a 20-pack of tickets. And I'm like, I, I would assume there's going to be a season. They can't be stupid enough to lose an entire season. Uh, but included in that is some uh, spring training tickets. And I said, hey, I think if you go the middle of March, you're going to be safe when it comes to uh, the ability to see some baseball if you're going to go to Arizona. In the meantime, the more pressing of topics is the fact that uh, you've got the divisional round weekend coming up. And uh, the Packers place in it, obviously. We're going to talk about that. But in addition to that, you got Cincinnati on the road. The early game on Saturday, Cincinnati on the road taking on the Tennessee Titans. Derrick Henry is back. and the Cincinnati Bengals stop the beast, that is? Or can that offensive line protect Joe Burrow long enough to allow him to do his magic uh, with Chase and company and uh, be able to whale it all over the field and actually knock the Titans off down in Tennessee? Uh, Then you got the Rams on the road against the Buccaneers. Rams uh, looked really, really good. Looked really, really good the other night against the Cardinals. Can they keep that momentum rolling going on the road to beat the Buccaneers? Bills and Chiefs, everybody's talking about. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, the matchup, the better quarterback. Who makes more plays? Who is the most likely road team to get a win? If you're going to place money on it, who is the most likely road team to get a win? I think it's legit. I think it's legit. The most likely road team to knock off one of the home teams and get the win. I uh, I cannot pick Cincinnati. I know uh, when I had threw this question out last night when uh, I was talking to a few friends of mine, we were uh, doing one of those chats or whatever, and um, – Everybody seems to think Cincinnati's gonna get the win. And I, I just I, I can't I can't bring myself to do it. It's kinda like from years and years and years ago. Every time I would pick Jameis Winston and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they would let me down. Then they got Tom Brady and now they win. Uh, I can't every time I it, it Joe Burrow is fantastic. The rest of that team is questionable. They got good talent positions, wide receiver and such, don't get me wrong. And I think Joe Mixon is a solid running back and but their offensive line is porous at best. And their defensive front at times just leaves a lot to be desired. Um, but um, I give them credit for getting it. But I think also the coaching staff is in way over their head. I think Vrabel is so far a better coach than Zach Taylor, isn't funny. So I can't pick Cincinnati. I, I, I don't believe the 49ers are going to come into Lambeau Field and get a win. I just don't. For all the trepidation that many of the national talking heads are discussing when it comes to their ground-and-pound game and the, the ability to run Debo Samuel and the fact that they've averaged 160-something yards per game against the Green Bay Packers in the postseason and, you know, over the last three, and I'm kind of like, oh, it doesn't matter. It, it just, it's, it's a completely different animal, different team, different situation. They weren't able to do that earlier this year. I'm confident the Packers are going to get a win. Am I 100% confident to the point of putting my house on it? No but I'm about as close to it as you can possibly get. Is it the Rams? Do the Rams go on the road and get the win in Tampa Bay? Can Matthew Stafford legitimately look across the field and go toe-to-toe, weapon-for-weapon with Tom Brady? Now, the Rams, I think, pound-for-pound right now are probably as good as or maybe a little bit better than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Buccaneers are just banged up. They're just really a beat-up team. They limped across the finish line. The weaponry is nowhere near what it was last year. Their defensive front is aging. Um, their secondary is beat up. We know that. So I, I, I don't know how, other than the sheer veteran, we've been there, done that. We have another tenacity, another, uh, another hunger to us through Tom Brady's will. I don't know how they win. I think the Rams are a better team. However, when you pit Tom Brady... Against anyone, for that matter, but against Matthew Stafford. And Matthew Stafford has to look the lion in the eyes. Does Matthew Stafford blink? That's the only way the Rams lose. That's the only way the Rams lose. So I'm not a – i am not a I feel that that would be probably the most confident game out of the bunch. And then if Josh Allen, because the Chiefs love to play man up, if Josh Allen starts to run the football and then they have to keep guys in because they want to make sure that they contain the quarterback and – and, and Patrick Mahomes is just a little off, as we've seen this season, and he's not the dynamic Patrick Mahomes from years gone by. Can the Bills finally – now, I picked the Bills at the beginning of the season, so I should be picking the Bills now, right? I don't know if I'm going to. I said the Bills were going to represent the AFC at the beginning of the season. I'm somewhat of a hypocrite at this point now. i got to think about this before I start making picks later tonight. But can the Bills go into Arrowhead and unseat the Chiefs? Can the Bills go into Arrowhead and unseat the Chiefs? Who is the most likely road team to get a win this weekend? The most likely road team to get a win this weekend. Eight seven seven eight seven eight six seven sixteen seven. You want to hit us up? Do so right then and there. Uh, You can find me over on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. Find us over on Facebook, Facebook facebook.com, and you can watch the show on Facebook Live, on YouTube and such. Uh, Facebook, The Bill Michaels Show on Facebook, Bill Michael's Show. You can subscribe for free on YouTube. We appreciate it when you do. Uh, You can find us on Twitch TV. If you download the app, put it on your phone. Uh, You can find all the podcasts on Apple and Spotify, on Google. And in addition to that, yes, I, uh, I posted yesterday for the first time in a long time on Instagram, The Bill Michaels on Instagram. I think it's The Bill Michaels. i got to go back and look. But regardless, you can find us there. And the website is simply TheBillMichaels.com. TheBillMichaels.com. Find us there. Ben Kenny, producing the show. Ben, who do you feel is the most likely road team to get a win this weekend? It's a good question
1: because I'm not as confident in the Packers winning easily as a lot of people are. However, I I am a lot more confident in them compared to, I I think I'd take the bills really. I mean, I know it's Patrick Mahomes, it's Kansas City, but they, the Mm -hmm. bills looked unbelievable last
0: weekend and Josh Allen's playing some great ball. So who, okay. Let's take it from the opposite side. Who is the lock to win this weekend? The crazy thing is.
1: I don't think there is a lock. If, if there were to be one, it would be the Packers. Um, and and they also have the, the biggest spread. But I don't know what the Titans are going to look like. I don't know if Derrick Henry is going to be back to full strength when he's playing. Joe Burrows looked great. So the Bengals could go and do it. The Rams, we had James Jones on yesterday. He said the Rams are going to, they're the more scary team for the Packers. And they mm-hmm. could easily go in. I think the great thing is that last weekend kind of sucked. Most of the games were blowouts. But now you have, it's very clear, these are all the best teams in the NFL. So I I could see every game going either way.
0: Yeah, um, my lock for the weekend, if we want to talk level of confidence, level of confidence is the Titans over the Bengals, then the Packers over the 49ers, the Bills over the Chiefs, and the Rams over the Buccaneers. That's my level of confidence, one through four. My my biggest upset, I think, or the upset that I'm thinking is going to be the Rams against the Buccaneers. Then the Bills on the against the Chiefs, Bengals against the Titans, and then 49ers and the Packers. I just I feel really confident about the Packers. I know this is kind of a reverse and I flip-flop things, but but still I, uh, I I just feel that the the Packers are gonna get a win. Again, I'm not betting the house on it, but um it is what it is. Um <laughs> Andrew says TikTok dance when the Packers win. I don't know if I do a TikTok dance. I, I I did do this yesterday because um, I told you I wanted to uh, pick up the guitar. So I went out. I have now two guitars. I got two of them yesterday. Craziness. Um, I picked up a and a very inexpensive basic Silvertone uh, electric guitar, and then I picked up a really nice Fender acoustic guitar yesterday. So I I'm not going to do the TikTok dance, but I might do a little musical interlude uh, if the Packers win, uh, maybe uh, on Sunday at some point. Although Saturday night, don't forget we're going to be at Foxes. So Saturday night, I don't think I'm bringing the guitar to Foxes. I'm not I'm not ready for prime. I, as a matter of fact, I went back to my my childhood. I remember G E and D those three chords consistently because those are the only three chords. In the song, Take Me Home, Country Roads, which is what I learned as a kid by John Denver. So I was able to kind of riff those off yesterday and look as if I knew what I was doing. And the guy's like, oh, you're not that bad. And I'm like, no, that's all I know. <laughs> can you sing? No, that's it. Oh, uh, no. No, I, I can I can fake it. If I've got somebody with me, I can fake it. But beyond that, no. No, I did when I was a kid. You know, you had to when uh, you, you grew up in a parochial, parochial schools. You know, you gotta you gotta do choir. You gotta sing. You gotta do all that stuff. So I had to when I was a kid, but have not since. Unless, of course, you have ever caught a a really a, a drunken, disheveled Bill Michaels out in the town when some friend of his is playing at a bar somewhere. Um, then every now and then there has, has has been a known moment or two where the microphone has found me, but that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Andrew says, let's lock it in when we win the Super Bowl. If if the Packers win the Super Bowl, I will do a TikTok dance out in L.A. That I will do. <laughs> I'll, I'll do that out in L.A. I'll try to get in front of, like, the Hollywood sign or something. I'll find you the best dance to do. I'll, I'll confer yeah. with my younger sources that have TikTok. Yeah. But you know what's Not funny? That is I do. If, if you, you know. scroll through Instagram, you go through, like, your first 10 or 15 people that you follow, scroll, 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 and then you hit the videos. This is what we were talking about yesterday. What do what do hot girls do? You know what I mean? Um, before TikTok and before Instagram and stuff in the videos, uh, but there's one girl, and she pops up all the time. I don't follow her, but it's like in the it's in the highest list of videos. There's this one girl. She starts out with the music, and she does the dances really slow. She'll, like, put her feet one way and then hop and put her feet another way and then hop and put her arms another way. And then about halfway through the song, then she cranks it up and she does it the way you're supposed to do it. Maybe I'll do one of those. Maybe I'll do one of those. I don't know how viral that will go. I, I think it would go viral only if I have a back spasm and fall to the ground like a sack of wet cement. That would be good. Uh, 877-867-1670. But I could do it. I could do it. Um... Paul says, I will donate 50 bucks to a charity of your choice for a Bill Michael's TikTok dance. <laughs> you see, this could be something that people want to see it. Oh, you you know what? Uh, I will leave it up to you, Ben. You find the dance. And I will see if if we can do it out in L.A. when we hit the ground running for Super Bowl. I don't even know where we're doing the show yet. Because there is no confirmation from the NFL for us, for for Radio Row. And here's the reason why. Is because of vaccination statuses. Um, Because I am vaccinated, but I am not boosted. And to be on Radio Row, you must be boosted. Well, I don't have the ability because my vaccination status only became official a month ago. So I'm too far out to to get the booster as well. So I so I don't even know if we're going to be there. So when people ask, I have to be legitimately honest. I'm not going to say I'm immunized. I'm not going to do that. Um, I've been vaccinated. I finally bit the bullet and did it. Uh, I was against it for a long time, just because of the hurry up and and the political side of things. I, I get it, but uh, I finally just said, you know what? It's for my job, for my well being. Uh, for what it is I do, and as many places as I am out and about, uh, I got to do this. So I did. I didn't want to, but I did. Uh, so anyway, because of the NFL's requirements, they may not even let me on Radio Row. Mike Clemens fully vaccinated. Mike has underlying health issues, so he had to get vaccinated and boosted. And Mike takes very, very so many precautions. And, and my, I give my credit all the credit in the world. Uh, our girl, uh, Erica, who uh, works with us every year on Super Bowl and Radio Row, she is in the military, fully vaccinated, the whole thing. So she can go to Radio Row. I may not be able to. They may not let me in. So I might end up doing the show from the house or from a setting outside. Uh, I know that we're, we're invited to and allowed in to all the parties, but I don't know if we're physically allowed on Radio Row. But we're going to go. We don't care. We're just going to go and crash in the house and and go around and kind of do our thing. But. That's it. Okay, so you figure out the dance, the TikTok. If the Packers are out there for Super Bowl, uh, we're going to be out in L.A. anyway, so maybe we maybe we set something up. You you let me know what you think is appropriate for myself. All right, I'll text Clemens too to get him involved. Um. Yes. Yes. Sam says, then why go if you can't be on Radio Row? Radio Row is going to be different this year anyway. Sam, most guys are doing it via Zoom. It's right now the only thing that's out there is the agencies all these sports agencies, and we've got contacts with them anyway. But to go and be a part of the parties and the mix and mingle and to grow the network, to show your face, to all the different networks that are out there, it is like almost a convention, if you will, a a meeting, as you, you reignite all of those relationships. Because we didn't go last year. Last year, you weren't allowed. They didn't have it. So we want to reignite all those relationships that we've built up over the last 20 years. So we just you know, it's like a reunion for a lot of people too. That's the reason we go. And we'll see all those people outside of the actual convention center. So anyway, that's it. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away. We're going to take a quick break. We got a lot more to get to hang in there. More of the Bill Michael show coming up next. This
2: is the Bill Michael show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
3: I would choke on the rides, but the ladder of women inside.
1: I would swallow my doubt, turn it inside. I'll find nothing but faith in nothing. I'll
0: put my tender heart in a blender. I'll just bear around you a beautiful oblivion. Welcome back. Glad to have you. Bill Michael's show. We continue on this portion of the program and the network brought to you by our good friends at Bud Light. They're the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael's Sports Talk Network. Tonight, we're going to be at Club Paragon Highway 100 in Greenfield, just uh, west, southwest of Milwaukee. Uh, If you're listening to us in the Milwaukee area, come on out tonight. If you're coming to the area tonight, uh, come on over and say hello. We're going to be there tonight, 6 to 8. The Bill Michael's huddle will air on many of these same stations, and uh, we're going to be uh, over at Fox's. Coming up on Saturday night, Fox is on South 76th Street. It's a watch party. They have got drink specials. They have got Bud Light on hand, giveaways of all types, food specials. We're going to be over there uh, watching the end of the, the the Bengals and the Titans game. And then, obviously, the Packers and the 49ers, the Green and Gold postgame show, will emanate live from there, immediately following the Packers and the 49ers. And we'll take you all the way up until midnight before we finally shut things down. So come on over and uh, and hang out with us. Coming up on Saturday night, we're going to be at Foxes. This was from Jack, and Jack said, uh, the lock of the weekend is the Packers. It has to be. Aaron Rodgers has the most pressure on him to win. I think he rises to the occasion. Garoppolo has got a bad thumb and a bad shoulder. And I think the 49ers are a little more beat up than the Packers are. Um, My second favorite for the weekend is the Buccaneers over the Rams. Tom Brady just simply unbeatable. Again, I think the Rams... Overall, are probably a better team. But like I said, when you stare across the field down the eyes of the lion, that is Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford's got a daunting task. He's he, Two things Matthew Stafford is going to have to do. One is don't give the game away. Some of the stupid throws that we've seen him make uh, throughout this season, you can't have it. He turn the ball over against Brady and, and he'll, he'll make you pay. But the second thing is he has to make just a minimal number of plays. Just a minimal number of plays. Sonny Michelle, good run game. Nothing spectacular, but good run game. Hit your guys. Let OBJ be OBJ. Get him downfield. Get him engaged early. Usually when that happens, he really kind of, you saw it happen the other night against the Cardinals. He, he, he just There's an energy about him. It's kind of like the old Jermichael Finley syndrome. You know, get him involved early so he's engaged for the entire game. Because if you don't, he pouts, he starts to go away. And that we saw that happen in Cleveland as well. So if they get him involved early, look for him to be an asset. Uh, and then, obviously, Cooper Cup and and what they can do. And then their defense, just getting after Tom Brady. Tom Brady is going to have to be able to, it, with the limited amount of targets that he has, I think, one, Gronk becomes huge in this game. Huge. Because that's his safety net. That's his quick out. That's his go-to guy. Because they are going to put a good pass rush with Von Miller and Donald and all those guys uh, on Tom Brady. And Tom Brady is not a runner. He's not a mover. He's not Kyler Murray. He's statuesque. He's going to stand there, and he's going to have to take a few shots. So Tom Brady is uh, obviously in the crosshairs. But getting rid of the football quick negates that pass rush, as we know. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's Matthew Stafford just kind of staring over at Tom Brady saying, all I need to do is make a few plays. I'm not here to beat him. I'm just here to make a few plays and let my team beat them. That's it. That's it. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Joe says, uh, if you're going to do a TikTok dance, to a fundraiser for animal shelters in Elmo's name. Ah, now I, that's cool. I'd do that. I'd do that. Um, yeah. That would be, uh, okay. If we do this. I'm sure Ben is scouring the Internet as we speak. But if we do this, yeah, we that that's that's a great way to go. I'm just
1: Appreciate downloading TikTok
0: because I definitely did not are have you? one before. <laughs> oh, my goodness. 877 uh, 867 That's the phone number to hit us up. Uh, this is from uh, Julie. Julie says, love watching every day over on YouTube. Subscribed about a month ago. It's been a pleasure. Glad you're back on in Milwaukee. Uh, what are your thoughts on MVS coming back? Is the back okay? He is right now listed, I think, as questionable, if I'm not mistaken, um, and, and and which is a good question, actually. Uh, if MVS is back, and I'm not talking about his back, I'm just talking about if MVS is back, um, that's – he really does become a, a, a large asset for that team, because all he needs to do is once or twice just take a pass over the top. Even if it's once, all of a sudden you got to watch for him. Now remember, yesterday he didn't practice. He didn't practice yesterday. Mercedes Lewis obviously getting the veteran's venture, venture rest, he didn't practice. David Bakhtiari was limited yesterday, but did not practice, was MVS with the back issues. You hope that he's able to come back uh, but if he's not, look, I, I I think still with what you have in Cobb, uh, Alan Lazard, uh, Equinemius St. Brown, obviously Devontae Adams, Josiah DeGora, the passing game out of the backfield. I think there's plenty of ways to be able to manipulate the passing game. We've seen it all season long. It's not like all of a sudden Aaron Rodgers bites his nails and goes, oh, my God, no MVS. I mean, this team has been able to win without him pretty consistently when they haven't had him on the field. So... You know, even with Amari Rodgers, let's you know, with Devontae Alan Lazard, Amari Rogers, um, Randall Cobb, EQ. I mean, they got enough weapons. You know, does it hurt? Yeah, it hurts some of the things you want to be able to do to get downfield. But uh, I'm not overly, overly concerned. 1670 uh, If you want to hit us up, um, by all means, give us a shout. Uh, waiting to see what happens for uh, for practice today if MVS is indeed back because today is their Friday. Today is the important day to practice, so we'll see what happens. We would expect Mercedes Lewis back, um, and, and we would expect. And remember, they also waived Kingsley Kiki. How about that? That was somewhat of a shocking, shocking move. I give him credit, give him all the credit in the world. This is a guy that was drafted, highly thought of. You saw flashes. You just. With his size, he was never. He just had length issues. He just was never going to be able to get off the blocks of tackles in the system that they ran. He just, he he's he's not done in the NFL. Somebody's going to pick him up and, and make him a viable uh, lineman somewhere. But I I just don't think he's going to be. He's never going to be in the system that Joe Barry ran and the system that Dave, Mike Petton ran. He's never going to be a three four D N down lineman type of guy. He's more suited for. Up the gut, being stout, just blocking off—you know—the the, the 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 you know center position via nose tackle. Uh, let's do this. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. When we come back, the voice of the Green Bay Packers, Wayne Larrivee, is going to join us. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show is next.
2: Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
0: Welcome back to the program. Glad to have you. The Bill Michaels Show continues on. Divisional weekend coming up. The Green Bay Packers getting set to host the uh, the San Francisco 49ers. And uh, looking forward uh, to not only the game, but hopefully a win. Uh, an NFC Championship game. And then obviously uh after that you've got yourself uh, a trip to the Super Bowl uh, heading out to LA and hopefully we're going to be there regardless but hopefully the Green Bay Packers are going to join us join us joining us now on the hotline the voice of the Green Bay Packers Wayne Larrabee is here Wayne how you been
2: good how are you Bill happy new year
0: You too, uh, doing extremely well. Um, So, look, I think the Packers are pound for pound for a better team. I I think the only couple of concerns we might have is whether or not MVS is going to be able to go, and some of the new guys coming back, uh, can they get their legs under them quick enough to really get themselves up to speed? uh, Other than that, I feel really – it's almost like I feel too good about this team right now, Wayne.
2: Well, (laughs) I don't know. You're not watching the tape I'm watching in San Francisco. They're pretty good, Bill. I know they're the sixth seed. I know they, uh, you know, uh, they had their stumbles earlier in the season, but the team I see right now is playing with a lot of confidence, a lot of momentum. They went on the road. They had to win their last two games of the regular season. Went on the road, spotted the Rams seventeen points in LA, and came back and beat them in overtime. Um, they really dominated Dallas last week. They, you know, the final score. I mean, the fact that it was a one-score game is remarkable uh, because they really dominated the line of scrimmage in that game. They look to me. Uh, they're on the trajectory. They're not the same kind of team, but they're on the trajectory that the 2010 Packers were on.
0: I uh, I look at the weapons they have. If MVS can't go, they still have Alan Lazard, one of the better route runners. Obviously, Devonta Adams. I don't think this team really lacks for if MVS can't be on the field. I don't think they lack for playmakers. I think it comes down to how much time they give Rodgers, what the run game actually does, and kind of keeps the defense honest. And then it's just Aaron Rodgers being Aaron Rodgers, who looks about as good as we can remember him,
2: right? Yeah, I think he's on one of those roles. And he's a huge difference maker in this game. I mean, you have, uh, you know, at the most important position on the field, you have a huge advantage, okay? Uh, If you're the Packers going into this game, and it's like this most weeks when we uh, um, do these games, the Packers have an advantage at the number one position. Now, the thing about it is, and, and again, what Kyle Shanahan did two years ago in the NFC championship game is he took quarterback out of the equation, completely out of the equation, because number one, he didn't let his quarterback, whom he does not trust, Um, you know uh, have a hand in whether they would win or lose that game but the running game for San Francisco was so prevalent that it never gave Rodgers an opportunity uh, to do what he does best and so I think in this game coming up on Saturday night how well the Packers are able to move the ball on the ground against this San Francisco defense will tell you a lot about how this game is going to go.
0: San Francisco, like you said, you've been watching the tape. Uh, they can run the football. They did not do it in week three very well against the Packers. The Packers were actually able to stymie the run. Is that really – is the is the ability to run the football for San Francisco key because Garoppolo's got the bad thumb, he's got a, a somewhat semi-sprained shoulder, and that's the only way they can really can control the line of scrimmage?
2: No, regardless of what Garoppolo has for injury issues, and he has a couple, the thumb, he's got a little bit of a shoulder ding. Um, You're right. San Francisco was not very effective on the ground, but they were running the ball with Trey Sermon, who's their third round draft choice running back who was injured now and not playing. Uh, Kyle Juszczyk carried the ball five times. Um, You know, they did not have Elijah Mitchell, who came on to become probably the best rookie running back in the league or one of them and Debo Samuel, who's become the all-purpose threat and, and a uh, major factor at running back. So this is a much different San Francisco offense. that's coming into Green Bay now, much different. But I, you know what, Bill? I didn't even watch. I'm not even watching tape of that game week three because the two teams are, are way too different.
0: Yeah, I and that was a question that was posed to Matt LaFleur. You can always take something away from it, but you're right. The two teams are, are vastly different than what they were Uh, back then. Uh, Defensively speaking, to get, uh, we assume Jair is going to be ready to go, to get the depth of Whitney Merciless, to get those guys back, Zedarius. uh, I mean, I don't know how much they're going to play, how many snaps they're going to get, but just to have the threat of those guys uh, is, is huge. I mean i I've always said you got to be good, you got to be lucky, you got to be hot and you got to be healthy if you're going to win the championship and they're seemingly getting healthy at the right time. do you I, I look at it wayne as win this game, get some guys some reps and that way you hit the ground running for the NFC championship game do, do, do you kind yeah, of feel I, that?
2: I, I agree I, I agree with that wholeheartedly um, and I think that's that's really what this week you know in many respects is about. Um, you know, you look at those guys who haven't played in a long time and, and you can't be counting on them for every snap you, I, I think is it area Smith, you're using him in situations. Um, maybe even Jair Alexander, maybe Jair's your nickel back this week. Um, and, and you go from there, uh, offensive line, uh, you know, there's a real question as to what David Bakhtiari can do. He looked good against Detroit. Uh, where is he now two weeks later? Uh, with that knee problem. It has been an ongoing problem. It's not anything they've solved yet. Uh, and then, you know, you look at some of the other guys on that line, it looks like Josh Meyer is going to be able to play. That means Lucas Patrick becomes your right guard. Um, you know, Billy Turner, with, he's coming back after three weeks off or thereabouts uh, with his injury. And so the, the question is, um, how much can these guys play? And on the offensive line, you like them to play every down. Is that possible with uh, David and with Billy Turner? We'll have to wait and see.
0: Uh, the San Francisco 49ers head coach, uh, sh- there's been so much made of Shanahan and his capability. Then again, Matt LaFleur, they kind of out-schemed him, if you will. They get a win. They finally get their monkey off their back. Hey, who, do you give them, who do you give the kind of the matchup nod to when it comes to head coaching, scheming, <laughs> and such?
2: Well... <laughs> You know, I I, I call plays. I'm not a play caller, so, um, you know, I I don't know. I mean, I think they both have a lot of great qualities, and and Shanahan, as uh, Matt LaFleur said yesterday, he is a savant. And so, um, you know, believe me, the the San Francisco 49ers do a lot of interesting things offensively. Um, This team is – and with this – this guy, and I hate to call him a gadget player because he's not, but Debo Samuel is the most unique player in the entire National Football League. He is a Pro Bowl caliber wide receiver. He's also a guy who, if you handed the ball to him enough times, would rush for 1,000 yards as a running back. Um, this chess piece for Shanahan uh, gives him an all, all-time all great uh, matchup piece, and so Uh, You know, and Shanahan's very clever and creative, as everyone knows, and so this is going to be very interesting to see how the Packers defend this particular weapon, uh, depending on whether he lines up up wide, outside the numbers, um, in the slot, or in the offensive backfield, that type of thing. The one thing to look for if you're a fan in the stands and you're looking, when they put 19 in the offensive backfield of the shotgun next to Garoppolo, they run 81% of the time. 90% of the time, those runs are outside the tackles, okay? The other factor is this. When, when Mitchell is in there um, and he, number 25, they're going to hand it to him. His runs, a lot like uh, what Aaron Jones does, start to the inside, and then he makes a cut from there. So they outside zone scheme. When you've got uh, Debo Samuel, when you're handing him the ball, you're more inside zone scheme concepts when Mitchell gets the ball. It's a very interesting thing. It's something the Packers are going to have to recognize up front and deal with on a uh, play-by-play basis.
0: Talking with Wayne Larry, the voice of the Green Bay Packers. As a matter of fact, I was reading a breakdown of how the 49ers could beat the Packers and because the Packers, going back to what Matt LaFleur said in the game against Detroit about doing your job, setting your edge, and staying in place – It seems to me that's what they're targeting. You just brought that up, where they run outside the tackles. They bounce it out because contain breaks down. That's something that, I mean, really, if the Packers keep contain, they should be able to keep all of this in the middle, and they're pretty stout when you run the ball straight at them with with Kenny Clark and Dean Lowry and company, and obviously Devondre Campbell at the linebacking position. So they're pretty stout in the middle. It kind of comes down to can you keep contain for this defense,
2: right? I think you're right, Bill, and I think that you have to be on point. The one difference in this Packers defense this year and what we've seen the previous 10 years, I mean, since the defense collapsed in 2011 following the Super Bowl, um, you know, we've been, the Packers have been looking uh, to build a dominant defensive unit and have been unable to do so uh, statistically and in every other way. But the thing I see with this defense, Bill, and they played on point uh, through the first 10 weeks of the season, and then something happened to this defense. Uh, at Minnesota, the Vikings hit him for some big plays. Cleveland rushed for 259 yards against them on Christmas Day. And, you know, I, I have not seen the same, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I, I've not seen the same direction. I've not seen the same attention to detail that I saw the first 10 weeks of the season. I, I think this defense is very capable if they're on point, uh, point, point given. Uh, 17th week of the season, Minnesota comes in, Dalvin Cook. All they can do is run the football, basically. They don't even have their quarterback, and the Packers snuffed it out. Um, Now, again, they were able to do that because you didn't have much of a threat at quarterback. But uh, the fact is, when they're on point, they're still very good and very good against the run. Um, The fact is, they've been a little inconsistent, as Matt LaFleur has said in recent weeks, and that's been mind-boggling, and that's the thing they can't afford to be now that we're in the playoffs. They have to be on point defensively.
0: Real quick, Wayne, before I let you go, Bosa practiced yesterday, limited, still in concussion protocol. We're waiting to see if he's going to play. I would assume he will until they tell me he won't. Fred Warner was a full participant as well with that ankle. With this offensive line coming back and having limited snaps, Billy Turner, Josh Myers, David Bakhtiari, is there a big concern with the pass rush uh, and protecting Aaron Rodgers?
2: Yeah, no question, Um, because they can generate pressure, Bill, with four men, and they can cover with seven. And, you know, a lot of times what they'll do, is they'll put four back in coverage and actually add a fifth defensive back, and that would be uh, Williams, Kwan Williams. They'll play two linebackers, and they'll rush with four. And occasionally they'll blitz. Not much, but occasionally they'll blitz. And When they do, they usually get home. But they don't have to blitz because that defensive line can control everything. I think a big part of it will be can the Packers run the football. If the Packers can run the football early, What that will do is is San Francisco likes to play their safeties high, two of them back deep. Why? Because they're vulnerable on the corners. And and if their cornerbacks are really questionable, especially outside the numbers, so they keep their safeties high. If you run the football effectively against their base defense, uh, you're going to force one of those safeties to come down inside the box, and that's when Rodgers and Devontae Adams can attack these cornerbacks outside the numbers and make big plays.
0: Wayne, always a pleasure, my friend. Uh, have a great call on Saturday night. Hopefully we're talking again next week about moving on to an NFC championship game, okay?
2: Certainly hope so, Bill. Take care.
0: Appreciate it, pal. Talk to you soon. There you go. Wayne Levy, the voice of the Green Bay Packers, joining us for a couple of minutes on the hotline. Glad to have Wayne on board. And he's right. Uh, their secondary is susceptible. Outside of the numbers, that's where they're the weakest. They can get a pass rush with four. They can drop seven. got to exploit that middle and that way, if you can bring a safety in, keep your linebackers in, maybe on the outside you get some quick outs, you get a couple of guys that break a few tackles, yards after the catch. And uh, But if you can run the ball, man, oh, man, it's huge if you can run the ball. Same thing for them. If you can run the ball, it's huge. Uh, let's do this. Step away. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next.
2: Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay,
3: here's Mike Clemens. The Packers practice again outdoors in frigid temperatures, getting ready for their divisional playoff against the 49ers Saturday night. Green Bay making a roster move, releasing defensive lineman Kingsley Kiki. He was a fifth-round pick back in 2019 and had the third-most snaps behind Kenny Clark and Dean Lowry in the trenches. Matt Lafleur was asked why Kiki was a healthy scratch against the Browns. Why was
0: Kingsley Kiki inactive?
1: yeah, that was a total personal thing that we were
3: going through. Packer's defensive coordinator, Joe Barry. you know, obviously a decision was made. he's He's not here anymore, but uh, i'm I'm going to leave it at that. Outside linebacker Preston Smith usually is assigned to sack the quarterback. Would that be different this week?
2: For sure. We know these
0: guys are going to come in and try to run the ball and be successful in the run game and try to move the ball that way and create short, down and distance for them. But we know we just got to stay sound. You know, that's the focal point this week to make sure that we go out there and we stop the run and we don't allow them to get going. We know Debo's going to do his thing. You know, that other running back is going to do his thing.
2: And that's that's what they do to get the ball rolling for them to get the ball moving and get them in, in, in rhythm.
3: And former Packers receiver James Jones was on the Bill Michaels show. If you're going to
0: be a defender against them, if you're Joe Barry, what do you do?
2: Well, no. Number one, to be honest with you, I don't think it's any scheme stuff that you're doing with the San Francisco 49ers. I think it's all effort, man. I think it's
0: all effort. The Niners come in there, and when you really watch the Niners football game, they play harder
1: than
3: everybody, and it's not even close. That's James Jones in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show.
0: Phil Michael show and some questions uh, about uh, Kingsley Kiki being cut loose. Um, I don't know what, but put it this way. He was a healthy scratch going back to um, the Christmas Day game. And then after that, he was on the COVID list. I don't know what happened after that. Um, Now, uh, I, I will say this. His play did not warrant a roster spot. As you're starting to look for for roster spots, you know, bringing back Jair, bringing back Merciless, bringing back um, uh, Zadarius. Um, you know, obviously uh, Billy Turner. You know, we had saw, saw Josh Myers come back, uh, you know, David Bakhtiari. You see these guys start to come back, Randall Cobb. You see these guys come back. You need roster spots. And... Tyler Lancaster, for his shortcomings, is a work dog. He just is. And and he works as hard as anybody, and you're never going to question his effort. Kingsley Kiki, I'm not going to say it was effort, but there were times where he just he was just non existent. He was just non existent. TJ Slayton has shown flashes. Lancaster, obviously, Jack Heflin is now going to step into that role where Kingsley Kiki was. They're a little bit short on the defensive front now. But um, there. I, I'm not going to say there wasn't any other reason than, than that, but I, I think there was something going on behind the scenes. Put it this way. Um, nothing positive was said about Kingsley Kiki walking out the door. You just heard the report from Mike Clemens. There was nothing there that was positive. That was it. It was... You know, he's we you know, he's he's not here anymore. Um on he him, on him moves. We're not gonna talk about it. So something else went on behind the scenes. I don't know what. Uh, and in today's day and age, with Zoom being what it is and the inability for access, it's hard to find these things out specifically. There's a lot of rumors, and, and I don't want to get into that, but something else happened behind the scenes. And finally, when you just don't have um when you just don't have enough talent to overcome controversy or whatever, it, you're out the door. Especially when they need other other roster spots for other players that are that are far more valuable to the team. So I think it's I think it's all of that. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. If you want to find us, uh, phone lines are wide open. You can hit us up. Uh, please do so. You can also track us down email-wise, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. That's thebillmichaels at gmail.com. Uh, this one is from Mike, and Mike says, do you think Joe Barry plays a lot more press man, or do you think he plays that soft zone that you uh, complain about all the time? Uh, by the way, I agree with you. I think it's bad. Uh, that's from Mike. Mike, um, I, the Packers don't play a lot of man up just you know, press man on the outside. They're good at it when you've got Jair, but they don't play a lot of that. But what bothers me, and going back to what Wayne Larrabee stated, really since that Vikings game, after the shutout at Lambeau Field, when they had that swagger, when they shut out Seattle at Lambeau, after that is when you started to see finger-pointing in the secondary. It's like something the vikings did exposed them they they started running crossing patterns they started you know hitting guys over the middle uh the packers were exploited when it came to not setting the edge they weren't they were playing it's almost like they got cocky and decided to play way over aggressive and got burned doing it rather than just doing your job so it's um i I don't. Maybe they just got exposed, and now they're they're trying to go back to what got them there. And maybe that game against Detroit is what is the tremendous learning moment for the Packers. Remember, I still go back to the comments after the game uh, when they played Detroit, and Matt Lafleur, Mike Clemens asked a question, and Matt Lafleur angrily, almost. Sounded mad, like he was emphatic, angrily, said guys gotta do their damn job and stop trying to do everybody else's job. And I think that was loud. I he he said that in that tone because he wanted that as a soundbite on all the television networks on all the radio stations. So anybody driving around out there was listening, not just behind the walls of twelve sixty-five, but also. If, if a guy's at home that night and he's watching Fox 11 or NBC 26 or whatever it is up in Green Bay and he's just chilling and he sees, he sees that, that he sees his head coach pissed off because they're not doing their job. He did that for a reason, I feel. And so you're hoping that over the last week and a half that they have corrected that. And they have really drilled that into the head of their guys to say, hey, look, we're not going to win if, you, if you're trying to do too much. you got to do your job. If you win your job, we will win the game. That's it. If everybody wins their job, we'll win the game. One hour down. we got three more to go. Hang in there. we got a lot to get to. We're going to talk about the divisional matchups. Mark Schofield from NFL Wire is going to be joining us today. We'll talk with him. But we got, a, we got a lot going on. Getting you ready. And then tonight, we're going to be at Club Paragon Highway 100 in Greenfield, just southeast or southwest of Milwaukee tonight for the Bill Michaels Huddle, brought to you by Bud Light. Got a lot going on. We're, we're all over the place. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michaels Show. It's coming up next. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.